All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dude with the Bible podcast and YouTube channel. Man, I am excited to have you here and to continue the Into the Bible series. Okay. Today we are in Genesis chapter three. Okay. I'm just going to read it for you and I just pray it's a blessing to your heart. All right. And your mind. All right. So we're reading from the NIV. Right? That's the New International Version. Um, you can read from any version you want. Uh, and I also, in the previous videos, I recommended some other versions just so it's helpful and easy to read. For some of you, you like to study from very particular versions like myself. But if you're a beginner, the CEV, CEB, NIV, NLT are really good. All right, let's get to it. So this chapter is called The Fall. It's very exciting. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for the food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some, took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, Adam, who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you have you eaten from the tree that I command you not to eat from? The man said, the woman put you put here with me. Right. She gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this. Cursed, you will be above all livestock and all wild animals and will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity uh, between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Okay. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. And with painful labor, labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living. 
The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out of his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim, cher cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the, the way to guard the way to the tree of life. Guys, there's so much here. We can preach and teach a ton on this. And although I won't inundate you with everything, I'm going to just go over the basics, okay? This is tough. You're going to have a lot of different groups throughout the world are going to use this chapter to work against the Bible, right? And to work against God's plan for mankind. And because, especially for women, this is like a tough chapter to read. And also for men as well, um, because of the cursing that we've seen happen, happening, which is very different from God being able to obliterate you, annihilate you, and just create new people, right? And give humanity a second chance. In his grace and his mercy, he's like, well, I'll give you a little pow-pow. I'll give you a little bit of a chastisement. And the what you're doing in your purpose will feel different. You won't immediately have joy in your toil, which was supposed to be done. You know, for example, with Adam, he's gardening and he's enjoying his time with God, but it's not painful. So before disobedience came into the world at this time, there was just righteousness and community with God. But what happened is mankind yielded by the flesh to someone else. In the garden, another voice, Lucifer, right? Satan. And so this is who God is talking to. And this is why I said there's a lot here, because there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of prophetic aspects to this chapter. And there's also something called Proto Evangelion, right? This is for all my Bible school people, you know what that is. But it's something where just when you're struggling with this passage, definitely want to say this. Really pray to the Lord about it because you it may sound harsh like a parent chastising a child. And then you think, well, this is God uh, destroying the family household himself. You know, there's no teamwork. You know, the, the woman serving the man, she has child childbearing um, uh, hurts and pains. And there's other reasons why sinful things happen in the world. And the, over, over the years, the gradual uh, and perpetual happenings that are default uh, uh, defaulted by sin that came into the world like cancer happening or um, people dying like death is introduced um, and disobedience and rebelliousness and killing as you read through the bible you'll see that disobedience towards god directly separated people from god okay and so God is constantly trying to pursue man for hundreds of thousands of years to, to show him ways to show mankind, us, how to get back to him, how to get right with him. Because sin just keeps getting worse. We keep 
becoming more creative because we were meant to create, but we started using our creative capabilities to do wrong things. Okay, so what you want to do is practically when you're trying to live out biblical principles is you look at chapters like this in the Bible. You say, okay, there was a fall, but that, but it doesn't end here, guys. There is, although there was discord and contention and uh, division happening in this instance, after there was perfect union, God still was working up a plan. And he kept Adam and Eve alive so that they could one day continue to have communication with him, but one day uh, still find their way into the arms of God. Okay. But while they were on earth, they had to be, they had to live out the, in the continuum, continuum of the curse because of, this sounds like a mystery and it's kind of mysterious but because they no longer had the dominion that God had originally planned for them, all right? This is why it gets so tough for people to accept um, that there's bad things happening into the world because they say, okay, can't God stop it? Well, that's the thing. God created us to have a certain level of dominion. That's power. That's control because the original stipulations of the relationship that we have with God, as you can see with Adam and Eve, was that he created us to be like him, similar, not like him as in full power and us being a complete deity, but to have a form like us, like, a, like how you have a child who you birth and the child looks like you and they so on learn to be like you in a way because they're around you and you train them how to use the restroom, how to eat, how to blow their nose, how to clean themselves, all kinds of things, okay? And it doesn't mean, when it comes to the situation with Adam and his wife, Eve, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't meant for each other just because they had a problem. See, they were still in God's will. But what happened is, what happens is that one thing led to the led to another. Either them disobeyed God, or both rather, in this case, disobeyed God, and they were shown to be irresponsible, but they chose the voice of the enemy, Satan, in the form and or spiritual form. Maybe um this is debatable, but maybe not uh, like maybe like a snake, but not an actual an actual snake. But because Satan, you know, and we'll see as we go through the Bible, already lost his credibility in heaven because he disobeyed God. He decided to um, exalt himself above God as he was the minister in heaven and one of the uh, top archangels there. And he deceived many. He deceived a third of the angels of heaven, as you'll see as we go through the Bible. And so here he is deceiving mankind into disobeying God by twisting God's word. And at first they were innocent saying, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, this is, maybe they were aware of Satan, but, or, or maybe they're saying, okay, well, this being is talking to us because maybe he's familiar with us. Okay. But still, what's the one thing they could have done 
before they made a decision. Let's drive this point home. They could have held on to God's original word. And before making a decision, they could have gone to God first and talked to him. My friends, here's what you have to understand. To avoid a lot of heartache and pain and to avoid a lot of confusion and chaos in the future. Take some time out before you make a decision and talk to God about it. Ask the Lord before you make a decision. Okay. Do yourself a favor. Look at the biblical principles on how to on conceptually how God approaches your particular situation and um, the question you're going to ask him about. And if it's not there, you pray about it when it's not you don't get a direct answer from the Bible. If you have the Holy Spirit abiding with you and you have accepted the ministry of the Holy Spirit into your life, right? which is a part of God, right? That is called the spirit of Jesus, right? Is imparted uh, as, a, as a gift, something that we can receive when we accept and uh, acknowledge Jesus Christ as ministry and accept the gospel while he was on earth and accept him as Lord and Savior. And then the Holy Spirit, you can ask, say, God, hey, can you please give me the Holy Spirit so I can have direction and I can understand your concealed will. And get direction in life as per with the foundation being the biblical principles. But but the Holy Spirit will make it come alive and also empower you to to live out the gospel and to be a powerful minister at your work, in your community, in your family, in your marriage, in your as a parent, wherever you go. God can guide you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what you want to do, guys. You want to before you make a major decision. Go to God first. That's a big lesson here. Okay? Because sometimes there's going to be recompense. There's going to be um, a reason to repent. There's going to be a fall. Right? Like we see here in the the infamous fall chapter. Not fall like in autumn, but fall as in big sin happens. We listen to another voice or another opinion or our own opinion outside of God's. And then there's I don't want to say hell to pay, but there's um, there's repercussions, okay? But that's not, but let me tell you, as long as you have breath in your body, it doesn't mean that God has given up on you, but rather he's given you another chance and tarrying in a way so that you can repent and that you can say, God, with a faithful heart, with good intention, say, God, I need help. Man, guys, if you have to repent 20,000 times, do it. But just make sure you're honest. Do you want to talk about someone who repented and kept sinning, sinning and was just going back and forth, right? And seemed lukewarm for many years? Look at King David, okay? You're not going to be perfect, but don't use the phrase, I'm not perfect or no one, nobody's perfect to keep on sinning willing, willfully, but rather aim to please God. Get to know him, please him, and obey him. Talk to him before you make a major, major decision and before there's a fall because his voice matters the most in your life. All right, guys, that's Genesis 3. Guys, we are um, so, so excited to continue uh, 
through the Bible. Hopefully you can finish this series in a year uh, or you may read it in a year. And that's OK if you don't. For some of you, I've recommended you in some of my other videos to if you're new to the Bible, start with the book of John, start with the Gospels, get to know the person of Jesus Christ. And you want to zero in on his concepts of how to um, build with God and why you build with God, why he's important and why you need him and why your sin has separated you from God. Okay. You will find yourself slowly falling in love with the person of Jesus Christ so you can build a relationship. It'll be rich and it'll be fruitful. All right, guys, this is Doodle the Bible. Make sure to like and subscribe. Tune into the podcast as well. And don't forget, Jesus loves you. All right, take care. Make sure you get to your reading. God bless.